Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, today we're doing a little something different. I'm going to try my hand at a solo cast, um, which literally means just me talking. I'm going to see if I can ramble for an hour. We'll fucking see. I usually have no problem rambling to people for an hour, but... To sit here and talk to myself staring at a screen is going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, so how's everyone doing? Hope you guys are well. Uh, what are you guys doing right now? Are you driving? Are you taking a shit? I'd like to know where do people listen to this podcast at what moments in their day? Is it on lunch break? Is it during work? Is it while driving to work? Um, me personally, I listen to a lot of podcasts in my car. I spend most of my day in my truck uh, driving around watching fucking guys screw up on equipment. But <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. Um, I always do wonder, though, how much how much of this podcast gets listened to while taking a shit? Hopefully a good amount. Because as a father, uh, that time in the bathroom is just about the only fucking peace and quiet I get if I remember to lock the door. If I don't, <clears throat> it's World War Three, dude. I got kids, I got dogs, I got cats. I don't know what it is about my cat that just he just decides that that's the time we're going to bond when I'm taking a shit. Uh, I'm not sure if it's power play. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is, dude, but it's it is wild. <laughs> you know, if I don't if I do not uh lock that door, it is a full-blown assault on me and my privacy as an American, as a man, as a father. Um so yeah, Shoot me some comments. Let me know. Where do you listen to this podcast? Um, is it fucking? Is it why you're fucking? Are you guys listen to me while you're fucking? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I hope not. Um, but you never know. I mean, you never fucking know, dude. So uh, a lot of cool things, man. I've been really, really uh, stoked on how the podcast is going. Me taking the shit from John, uh, running it full time is something that I kind of thought would be coming eventually. Uh, like I said, this podcast is my, my baby, my love. I love doing this. Um, I like talking to my friends. I like getting, you know, different perspectives. I like people, you know, having different world outlooks than me. Uh, cause when you talk into your own chamber all day, you've really start to buy your own bullshit. And, uh, we all know how dangerous that can be. We've seen it a thousand ways, you know, politically, um, socioeconomically, uh, ideologically, all this shit, you know, when you're sitting here screaming into your own echo chamber online, um, you know, it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, and it's not something I'm really interested in. Uh, I like to be challenged. I like to know that <clears throat> my opinion sounds stupid sometimes. Um, generally I try to operate within the, uh, realm of understanding and understanding that no, not everyone's the same as me and not everyone's had the same experience as me. Uh, not everyone's gonna live the same experience as me. And I'd like to hear about all those experiences. Um, speaking of experiences, last night I, uh, decided to not pay for the Logan Paul Floyd Wayweather fight. Um, and I am fucking just glad I did. You know, it didn't. Um, I did as a sucker kind of, 
I logged on to, I tried to get on the Showtime to see if I can actually download it or, you know, pay, do the pay-per-view. And it crashed no less than 10 times on me. So and what I'm seeing from the internet here is that basically everyone else felt the same. Even the guys that did pay for it, it was crashing on them. They had to restart it multiple times. On top of that, you know, I didn't see any of the other fights. So I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, just act like I know what I'm talking about when I didn't literally watch any, not one single other fight. I happened to kind of tune into, uh, actually, of all fucking things, I tried a couple streaming sites. Those were locking up on me minute to minute. Um, but I don't do that stuff more more than very often. I usually just pay for the thing like an asshole. But this time I decided, you know what, I don't want to pay for it. I'm chilling at the house by myself. Uh, I'm not going to pay for this. I'm not giving these guys any more money. Um, so what did I do? Like every other blooded, true-blooded American, I fucking watched it on TikTok. <laughs> and it actually worked all right, man. Uh, I watched, you know, ended up having to cycle through about three or four different streams to catch the whole fight. Um, I got to say, man, you know, as much as the Logan, uh, you know, the Logan brothers, um, Logan and Jake, uh, the Paul brothers, uh, as much as everyone shits on them, and, and Jake Paul, I fucking think, is just absolutely... I mean, just a raging, spoiled brat with a little bit of talent. Um, his the mannerisms, the way in which he acts in, in uh, you know, it says a lot to you how you act when you win, right? So he fucking starked uh, Ben Askren, which was a bit of a surprise to me because Ben Askren is a decorated wrestler and MMA champion. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't think it was going to go well for Ben, but I thought he'd at least survive. Um, Jake obviously has some talent, um, you know, but the way in which you act when you win is such a huge tell as far as how you are as a human. And uh, Jake Paul has never, ever, ever once acted humble, uh, thankful. You know what I mean? I mean, besides to his supporters, his followers, blah, blah, blah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about his YouTube content. I don't know. I don't watch any of it. Um, but I do. I do think that he, he needs his ass royally beat. I hope that uh, Rumble Johnson, or is it, who is it? Uh, the other, the guy he's fighting, the MMA guy that he's fighting, um, whips his fucking ass. I hope he does. Um, who knows? Who knows, though? You know what I mean? Uh, but having said all that, I, I I watched whatever I could watch, you know, most of the rounds without the, the glitches and the skips of the Logan Paul fight. And I got to say, man, I mean... For this guy to stand in a ring and go toe-to-toe with probably hands down the greatest boxer of all time, I mean, arguably, you know, definitely the GOAT, one of the GOATs, um, for him to survive eight rounds, and not only that, put a little pressure on him and get some good shots in, um, I I, I got to say it was impressive, dude. I You know what I mean? It's And and the way in which he acted when he when the fight was over was class. It was classy. It was exactly what you would expect from someone that, just got humbled in a ring. I mean, when you look at the stats, and I'll pull them up here, you got a you got Mayweather operating at 50% on his jabs, 39% in his power, 40% total. You know, of all strikes landed, not bad for Mayweather. Mayweather is 20 years older. He is, uh, you know, he's he's obviously 30 pounds plus um, lighter. Um, for him to go in at that age and to really just kind of, you know, pull a master's class on as, as far as, uh, you know, what it is. Um, I, I was pretty impressed. You know what I mean? Mayweather is making more money than, uh, 
fuck anybody ever essentially right now in the later days of his career he is absolutely <laughs> i mean he's really showing everyone exactly how good he is by fighting these kids that are this young it's pretty incredible but there were some pretty incredible tweets i'm going to read through a couple of them thanks to buzzfeed for this how i feel after refreshing my showtime 80 times before if it's to see if it's back up <laughs> yeah when that period cramp hits yeah, there was a lot of hugging going on, dude. I mean, these guys, uh, obviously it's something that, uh, I think a lesser experienced boxer tends to do, um, when they're in trouble, you know, they go in for, they go in for a hug. They try to get the, you know, just clinch up a little bit and get some breath and, and moving close. Um, this dude was, I mean, it was a hug fest for sure. The fight was ass. We watched all that bitch illegally, all that bitch legally and still got robbed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently it was a pretty big shit show. Visual representation, Logan, Logan versus Mayweather. Um, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was all pretty funny. You know what I mean? But what I would say is that, you know, it was seriously, seriously impressive to watch Logan Paul, um, you know, basically figure out how to fight the greatest boxer on earth. And, and not only that, hold his own for at least eight rounds. I mean, um, kudos to you, Logan. Um, your brother's a dickhead. Uh, I really want to see his ass get beat. Another thing I wanted to talk about too, man, is the fact that, uh, this is really opening up a massive, um, defect, a flaw in the UFC, um, you know, world, man. I mean, you're watching, you're watching these guys, these UFC fighters come in and on a whim and a one night make more than they have ever made in their whole entire UFC careers. Um, you know, I, I respect the UFC, I respect Dana White. I think, you know, they've created a massive, uh, you know, when someone creates something that massive and something that successful, you have to give it credit for what it is. You know what I mean? But um, this is this this whole these exhibition boxing matches and these YouTubers that are I mean, you know, guys are walking away with twenty five, thirty, forty million dollars. I mean, Jake Paul says that he made what, sixty five million dollars or something. I, I'm not sure if there's even any real proof of that with that thriller stuff but um you know this is this is going to cause a massive uproar in the ufc i've already started to see uh uh ufc fighters start to cancel their fights to try to hold out for more money um there's something to be said for it man i mean you know these guys make an an insane an insane amount of money off of these fights especially a pay-per-view event you know especially all that stuff and to watch these main card fighters walk away with you know maybe a million dollars if they get the purse too you know what i mean if they get fight of the night um you know for these guys to just sacrifice everything which ufc has to be the hardest i can't imagine a harder thing to do than to fight for a living i mean really fight for a living uh and then for them to walk away with you know this amount of money which isn't bad money you know what i mean but a lot of these guys are you know realizing now that there is a massive gap between what dana white makes and what the rest of the world makes, you know, the rest of these fighters make. And it's besides the couple Conor McGregor's, your, your Khabib's, your, you know what I mean? Your, um, you know, your champions, your true champions. You look at Francis and Ganu is starting to really start to ask some questions about his worth as the UFC champion, uh, heavyweight champion, probably the most exciting fighter the UFC has ever seen. Um, for him to be walking away with what he's making is uh, it's going to start a massive conversation. I, I don't know what UFC is going to do, man, but if they got guys that are starting to pa- cancel out of their fights for more money, they're going to have to talk about renegotiating. And it speaks to a larger, 
you know, a larger ethics, you know, a larger ethos in this world right now where the tippy top makes all the money and, and the dudes that do the real work fucking don't. Um, you know, it's, it makes sense why people to me right now don't want to go back to work. Yeah, they're, yes, they are getting this government subsistence. I'm not going to be the one to sit here and go, well, you know, uh, there's no, uh, you know, it's just bullshit. These guys are just feeding off the system and this and that. And it's like, you know what, man? So what if they are? Congratulations, man. We kill ourselves. We pay taxes out the ass, especially if you live in California. For these guys, for anyone that's making more hunt, more money at home right now than they are working their fucking 40-plus hours a week at a bullshit job, good for fucking you. Stay on it. Keep making the money at home, dude, because we pay and pay and pay so much to this goddamn government, so much to the United States, you know, to be here, to live, to do all these things, and for us to be told by our bosses that we need to come back to work for less money than what the government assumes that we can live off of, there's a massive fucking problem here. So good on you guys. Good on the UFC fighters that are starting to stand up for that. Um, I mean, I think everyone, there's plenty of money in this world. You see it. You see what's happening with this fucking NFT, the Bitcoin, all this stuff. You know, how, you know, that GameStop thing that happened. Um, you know, it, it, it opened another massive hole in the fact that when the little man, when the poor man, when the working man figures out how to make some money, all of a sudden you see how, how uh, the stock market wants regulations now. Or all of a sudden you see how an employer of a fucking massive conglomerate like Walmart or Target all of a sudden now values its employees. You know what I mean? If you want to really value your fucking employees, pay them. Pay them well. Give them benefits. Actually reward them for their hard work. Don't just beat on them and beat on them and beat on them when you work your ass off to still be on welfare. <clears throat> the majority of this country works 40 hours a week and still needs subsistence. And that's a massive fucking problem here. And if and if these people and all these big glaring holes that are starting to open up in, in all sorts of avenues, whether it's through fighting, pay-per-view events, uh, unemployment at jobs, people not wanting to go back to work, this is a massive, massive problem. People need to figure out what the fuck their time is worth. You know, I've said it a million times. It was something that was told to me by my old man. You have to figure out what your time is worth. Your time is the only thing you have for sale. And if your time is not worth a shit, a bit of value, then you're going to kill yourself for no fucking reason for years and years and years on end. You know what I mean? So have at it, dude, have at it, hold out, hold the line buy the dips, uh, stream the pay-per-views, you know what I mean? Don't fucking pay for them. Sneak in all you can. Punk as fuck. Now, I want to talk about UFOs. This is a subject that I love. Just the pure fact alone of knowing that this UFO, UFO stuff, or what do they call them, UAPs now, um... Is which is a shitty. That's such a shitty brand. <laughs> it's like it's like the worst. They're like, let's just change the name and we'll call it something else. And then now everyone will take it serious. We know they're UFOs. We know they're out there. There's plenty of footage. There's plenty of shit. Um, and then you know we're waiting for this massive disclosure that's supposed to come in, right? But it's not happening, dude. It's not happening. The mat. The most disclosure I've seen so far from the government is saying that basically we don't think it's UFOs. But we also can't rule it out. Thanks, government. 
Thank you so much for all the fucking helpful information. You guys are sitting on a fucking treasure trove of information. And what it shows me is that this probably is, honestly, this probably is, I mean, could be a combination of alien shit. It could be our government really has some wild-ass technology, but where did it come from? I don't know. You know what I mean? But for the for them to basically say, according to the New York Times, there will be no disclosure in 2021. Uh, all they can, all they're going to do from here is basically start some committees, some investigations, start looking into it. Um, for anyone to really think that our government is going to tell us fucking massive secrets uh, out in the public is you're out of your fucking mind, dude. They're not. I mean, they probably have some wild shit. If the SR seventy one Blackbird was made fifty years before they released it to the public, what do you think they have now? I mean, seriously, what do you think they have now? It's, it has to be massively, just so far in advance. I mean, what I'm really interested in is the types of materials they possibly could be made out of. Can they go in the water and around and out of the water? And do they have a technology that displaces gravity like they say they like they say it does? Uh, those are things that really interest me. And for us to assume that the government is really going to fucking tell us what's going on. I I'm I'll be I'll be shocked, dude. <laughs> I'll be, I will be really shocked. I mean, but this is what it is. I mean, once the public, the general public, is has a grasp on something, you know what I mean. Same thing with the Black Lives Matter movement. Same things with police brutality. You know, once the massive majority of the public is onto something, the government has to respond because this government works for you. This government is supposed to work for us, for the people. It's not supposed to fucking make the decisions and then hand them down to us. We're supposed to be investigating, you know, letting the government know what we need from them. And what we do need is some sort of idea of what's happening here. I'm not worried about aliens coming down. If they are out there, which they probably are, they've been here for years. They've been watching us fucking apes with sticks beat each other, kill each other, nuke each other. Uh, and they probably don't want anything to do with us yet. I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine that they would. It's it's to me it's like a bunch of fucking, you know, humans watching a pile of ants. It's why? You know what I mean? It's interesting, maybe. Maybe we're interesting to them. Uh if they give a shit about our understanding, our concepts, the way in which we act with each other, or do they even know? Are they so far ahead of us? literally thousands up to millions of years ahead of us to where our entire mentality, how we act, how we operate is, is of such little interest to us that they don't need to be involved. I don't know, man. I mean, that's what I would assume. Uh, if they are here, maybe they're helping us out. Maybe they're giving us bits and pieces just enough to keep us along. Um, obviously I love what the possibility of aliens does for religion. Um, if you're a religious dude right now and there's aliens on the horizon, man, you better start asking yourself some fucking questions here, dude. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't know how aliens work into Jesus. I mean, I've seen ancient aliens. I know how they work it into Jesus. But, I mean, you know, this is going to shatter religion, dude. Which, when you really think about it, religion is the only fucking thing, not the only, besides, you know... Uh, it's one of the major things that we kill each other over is our belief in an imaginary sick figure in the sky. That's basically telling one group of people they're worth a shit. And the other pre group is not, you know, look at, you know, look at Gaza, 
Look at what's happening in Israel right now. Um, I'm not even going to get in the middle of it. I'm too dumb to know. I'm too dumb to know, to be honest. Uh, I mean, that's such a complicated issue. What I do see from where I'm standing is that you have a massively powerful military, you know, funded by the UF, by the USA mostly, um, you know, just hammering and dominating a group of people that is basically fighting with sticks and being pushed out, being pushed into camps, you know, doing things that seem to be seem to go along with what happened, you know, to them back in the day. Um, I'm not going to say. It's the same. I don't know. I'm too dumb to know. But what I see from here is that, you know, these religions are what cause the major turmoil in the in our in our world. You know, whether it's through the Middle East, whether it's you know through America, you know, between abortion rights or not, um, this religious divide is is insane. And with hopefully with aliens on the horizon, uh, you're fucking done, dude. Your religion's done because there's nothing built in for that. There's nothing built in for that shit. The, I think the last ones that had it right were the fucking Egyptians, possibly. You know what I mean? You know, and then this is what you, this is what it is. It's a pile of fucking ash. You know what I mean? At this point, it's just you have to. If you're so ignorant in your own religion that you can't understand that there's more things in this universe than you can comprehend, you're not understanding your own religion. Because when they speak of God and they speak of the infinite of God. Um, it's, it's beyond what we can comprehend. So in that same thing to assume that, you know, if you do believe in God, that the only thing he ever created was us, you're out of your fucking mind, dude. It's just not how it goes. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned. And I'm, this is a guy that was heavily involved in religion for many years. Uh, I just don't. I cannot wait, dude. That's the main reason I want aliens to come down because it will shatter. It will shatter the absolute core and belief of all religious thought and all religious theory. And will there be people that will try to wrap their heads around it and, and build it in and try to ignore it, you know, as, as a conspiracy, as a, you know, as a whatever? Yeah, 100% there are. But the hard reality is that your religion is outdated. Your gods are outdated. You know what I mean? And this is this is what it is. We're in a new world, a new world of technology, a new world of knowledge. Um, it may not last that long. We could blow ourselves up any minute, dude. Could be fucking any minute. But your religion is outdated. It's fucking, it's AOL right now, dude. Your AOL dial-up with your religion. You need to get on that Spectrum 5G. I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know where it goes from here. I want to hope that, you know, people really do start to figure shit out. People really do start to figure out how to communicate better. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, I'm on, I'm barely on Facebook anymore. I only use it for the podcast stuff and to kind of repost little things about my family. I spend most of my time on Instagram because there's just so much less fighting, uh, so much less bullshit. I don't have to unfriend my family members or uh, old friends from high school on Instagram, um, which is owned by the same company, by the way. No big deal. Um, but I just I hope that everyone can start to figure it out, dude. I mean, um, and I, see, I think you're starting to see it. You know, a lot of young kids are seeming to kind of reject social media at this point, which is smart, dude. I mean, it just goes to show you they're smarter than we are. We're Here we are, you know, you're 30 to 
50-year-old people over here arguing like assholes, and these kids are out here just living their best life in the Poly Shore spring break summer era. You know what I mean? Hopefully not posting it because they know now that when they post shit, it gets thrown back in your face. You know what I mean? And now you're the snake eating its own tail, you know? For the ones that are out there calling people out, you know what I mean, trying to cancel people for posts they did or tweets they did 15, 10 years ago or whatever that are outdated, obviously, um, you know, you you got to remember that this is going to come back on you too. All the stupid shit you've said over the past 10 years is going to hit you like a ton of bricks. But I hope that a lot of these kids, and I'm starting to see it now, even with my own children, you know, they're starting to regress from social media a little bit. They're starting to get back outside. And they're starting to, you know, just want to fucking be kids, which is, I mean, amazing. I mean, it's my boy's 11th year old birthday today. And, uh, you know, it just, it's shocking how fast time has flown by. And, and the fact that they are the first generation, my kid's generation, that grew up completely with the Internet. I grew up with it maybe from about 17 on. You know what I mean? I had it, and it wasn't very good. You know, I'm talking about AOL, dial-up, you know what I mean, taking 20 minutes to get on a message board, all that shit, Napster, trying to download a song, take you two. I remember a song took me 17 hours once to download, <laughs> and it was good, and it was Bombs Over Baghdad by, by the Outcast, and I still love the song today, and I'll never forget that 17 hours I waited just so I could own that thing when I could have just probably walked down to Salzer's and bought the thing on CD, but no, this is technology and I'm going to try it. Um, but you see a lot of these kids starting to reject it, man. And I think that, you know, in the next 10, 15 years, hopefully you will start to see people that can communicate. You know what I mean? And I'm starting to see that all this, the gender politics talk, which it's, it's important. You know what I mean? All this stuff, all the LGBTQ plus the alphabet police, all that stuff is, it is important to have the conversation. But it doesn't have to be your every single day life. And even with my kids who, you know, couldn't stop talking about that stuff for what seemed like an endless amount of time, it's it's really becoming boring for them. And now they're just starting to realize that, you know, people are people and who gives a shit what you get called. And as long as people aren't being mean to each other, uh, then fine. You know what I mean? Great. Um, then let's all fucking move forward and just be good humans. Um, I just hope that this is where we are going. Um until we blow ourselves up. But another thing that I saw, I was told the other day, and I haven't seen it yet, but there's a high school here in Ventura that <laughs> released a bunch of their um, yearbooks, right? And basically, I guess in the yearbooks, they had a page that had a bunch of stickers that were posted on images and, and stuff. And, they, and, you know, a lot of these yearbooks, they do your most likely twos, right? You're most likely to succeed. You're most likely to be a comedian. You're most likely blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently this high school, Ventura High School, which I went to, alumni, 2001, what up, baby, uh, had <laughs> posted stickers over the section that said most likely to get coronavirus. And when the kids started peeling the stickers off, because obviously they will, they get fucking stickers in their high school yearbook, they're going to peel them off and see what's under it. Uh, it's an Asian kid. I don't know who the Asian kid is. I don't know the context of it, but it is fucking pretty gnarly, dude, to have an Asian kid be listed as most likely to get coronavirus in 2021 in Ventura, California. Also, I guess there was another one that it was most likely to, what was it? It was most likely to something. And it was a kid that was bullied ravagely. 
bullied all through high school. You know what I mean? It was something really derogatory. But they decided rather than reprinting the yearbooks, which I'm sure cost about, you know, $2,000 at the quality print that they're doing these days, uh, they just threw some fucking stickers over them. You know what I mean? Because, no, no kids are ever going to peel stickers off their yearbooks, dude. It's insane. I, I mean, my heart goes out to that kid. I don't know who he is. Um, obviously this Asian hate shit that's going on is, you know, it can be terrifying, obviously, you know what I mean? Um, you couldn't pick on a nicer group of people. I mean, to be honest, they're polite, you know, every, you know, especially immigrant Asian person I've ever met is, is the nicest, kindest, most considerate person, quiet, hardworking, you know what I mean? I, I just don't understand the whole, the whole mindset about it besides the fact that, you know, it is very possible that that fucking coronavirus came out of the Wuhan lab over there, uh, which are finally starting to really look into. Um, it has nothing to do with representing the people of Asia or of China, of any any of that descent, any of that area. Um, and for a yearbook to have that so blatantly to where they just thought throwing a sticker over it was going to be enough. Fuck. Good. I mean, good Lord. This shows where where we are. We got a long way to go. But we can get over it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I can't wait. You know, we're starting to look at playing shows again. Uh, people are starting to go on tour. I'm seeing footage and videos, man. I mean, as a musician who hasn't been able to play a show in a year and a half, essentially, um, I cannot fucking wait, dude. I can't wait for this bullshit June 15th day to be here, to be over, to uh, hopefully loosen some of these guidelines so people can start having fun again. I'm starting to see shows that are getting advertised in Ventura. Good for you guys. Have at it, dude. Um, obviously, everyone be safe as much as you can, but at a certain point, we have to fucking open the doors and let this place go. Um, not just Ventura, but, you know, the country, or California at least. There's most The majority of the country is already open. I don't know why this magical date of June 15th is here, but it is, and that's apparently going to be the thing. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I wonder how many more times I can say, um, in this fucking podcast here. Is that annoying? It seems annoying. It annoys me, dude. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but I, hearing my own voice is, it's not fun. It's not fun at all, man. I, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't list, I don't enjoy listening back to my own voice and I'm trying to make a conscious effort on, on not saying the word, um, for no reason. It's ridiculous. See, even right here, I want to say, um, I want to say, um, but I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it ever again on the podcast. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a, a decree right now that I'll never say, um, again, unless I do. And then I said it and then I'm sorry. I fucking, I fucked up guys. I don't know what to tell you. It's ridiculous. So summer's here. I can tell because my dog is uh, already starting to get allergies and she can't stop itching. So now I have to take her to the vet again and get on the allergy meds, get on the all the other meds that she needs to continue to take. Having an old dog is weird, dude. I've never in my life had to take care of a dog like this. Um, she's awesome, but it is it's. As annoying to hear her itch herself as I'm sure it is to have to itch yourself all day long. Uh, no matter how many baths, no matter how many uh, ointments, topical things you put on, 
She just literally has to take an allergy pill. So I'm going to start on that. Um, Thick boy summer's coming up. Been hitting the gym a lot, man. (sighs) Weight loss is such a fucking tricky thing for me. It's so weird, man, because I've been able to control and really manifest almost anything I've ever put my mind to. I mean, literally, like, whether it was music, jobs, careers, friendships, marriages, um, you know, which you, I mean, I didn't manifest myself being married with a bunch of kids, but it happened, and now that it's here, I'm never going to let it, I'm not going to let it control, you know, I'm not going to let it go essentially i'm gonna do the best job i fucking can until my wife wises up and decides that she doesn't want me anymore um which i hope never happens but uh weight loss is a fucking crazy one dude i don't know what it is it has to stand stem from like childhood trauma i've been chunky my whole life my whole entire life probably since i was about 10 years old and i'm pretty sure you know it was all in coinciding with my parents divorcing and being the one thing that I knew I could control kind of thing maybe, but man, I'm in the gym five days a week. I'm waking up at four 30 in the fucking morning. I'm going, I'm working out. I'm doing kettlebells. I'm doing cardio. I'm riding my mountain bike like a motherfucker. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting all the things I need to hit and I'm not losing any weight. <laughs> no, I'm barely drinking. Here's the only thing I can say is that I stopped looking at the scale and I'm just going off of how my clothes are fitting, how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Um, I know that I'm building muscle and it is burning through some fat because my clothes fit looser, uh, you know, as far as belt and, you know, notch another notch on the belt kind of thing. But when I jumped on that scale after about two weeks of working out, I was up two pounds, dude, up two pounds, up, not down fucking up dude what the fuck it's it's shocking so i i think what i the revelation i just had this last week is that i just got to stop looking at the scale just put the work in keep doing the work keep exercising keep doing my kettlebells keep doing everything else i'm doing running uh you know what i mean i'm doing everything i can man but i when you get on that scale and you see the fact that you're up fucking two pounds after two weeks of hard work um, yes, my clothes fit better. Yes, I can see that my gut sucked in a little bit. Yes, I can feel muscle that I haven't felt in my entire life. My whole body's been sore for a month and a half, which is fine. I'm good with that. But that scale, dude, jumping on that scale is is just one of the fucking most depressing things. And I think it really puts me into a tailspin because all of a sudden I see that and I'm like, well, fuck it. Life's meaningless now. Let's eat some cookies. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean... Besides what I'm doing, you know, laying off the booze, exercising as much as exercising as much as I can, you know, I'm going to, like I said, gym, I'm at the gym by 5.30, you know, get a good solid 45 minutes in five days a week, plus riding a bike once a week at least. Um, it is showing results and it is nice to have, but as soon as I jump on that scale, dude, my whole life crashes. It feels like, you know what I mean? Because you, you just don't understand what you're doing. But obviously what it is is I don't understand health. I don't understand health. It's not, I'm, I don't, I don't get it. I don't care. I'm, I'm surprisingly and consistently fucking shocked at what's happening with my own body all the time. I don't know why it's, 
it can be the most depressing thing that's happened. You know what I mean? Um, besides, you know, there's a million other things that could be more depressing. But when you put in that consistent work and you jump on a fucking scale and it's two pounds heavier, you know, I want to throw the scale out the window, dude. I just want to get rid of it, I think. That's it. Because that's all, I think that's the only thing that's going to bring me any amount of happiness. Oh, my God. My dog farted so bad just now. Thanks, Chewy. It smells so bad. Like, my eyes are starting to water. It's like I've been cutting onions for, like, 15 minutes. Just raw dog, dude. It's so bad. Chewy, out. Out. Go. Good Lord, man. How can a little dog like that fucking create such wild smells? This is rude. It's a it's an attack on my sanity. It's an attack on my senses. And also, it's a power play, I think, this dog just did on me. Right under my feet. Just ripping it, dude. That's what happens when I change her food, I guess. But fuck, man. Weight loss. God. It's, it's the worst. I don't know what it is, man. I mean... Maybe I got to go to therapy for it. I don't know. I don't know what it is to I, what part of my brain I have to unlock to get this shit under control. You know, and I'm not, I don't feel crazy unhealthy. I'm doing the things, but man, as soon as you jump on something like that and you start realizing that you're not progressing in the way in which you thought you should be, um, it just, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a mind shatterer, dude. I don't know what it is. It, I don't know what to do. Uh, besides keep doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I see these guys, Action Bronson out here losing weight. I see fucking, you know, these guys doing these insane things. And yeah, do they have a lot of time? Do they have a lot of money? Do they have guys that can babysit? Do they have like wives at home that can babysit the kids and, and nannies and all this shit? And do they have fucking hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars to be able to get killer gym equipment and gym time and personal trainers? Yeah, they have all that and that's fine, but I don't. And so I just have to keep fucking grinding and I will, <clears throat> but I know this it's, we're the fattest nation in the world. We're also the richest. <clears throat> so that says something, you know what I mean? Um, it just, I was not raised with healthy habits. I was not raised with healthy food. I was not raised with any of that. You know, I know my mom did her best, but when you're poor and you're, buying everything you possibly can from wherever you can get it on food stamps. This is what you get. A lot of hamburger helper, man. I hate that shit. I'll never ever in my life ever eat hamburger helper again. I hope, I hope, uh, but the fucking weight loss thing is just so rough to get through, man. <sighs> keep at it. You know what I mean? If anyone out there trying, keep at it, throw the scale in the fucking trash can, get to the gym, Go run, do some kettlebells, do something. I mean, it, you know, it's it is nice to have the results, and to, I feel much much stronger. My uh, my aches, my pains, my muscles, all that stuff is sore all the time. But that's a good sore. It's a good sore that you want. You know what I mean? Um, keep at it, guys. I mean, it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be a fun summer, and I want everyone to be comfortable with themselves. Having said that, I think I've done about I don't know. Fuck, this is my first solo cast. We'll see how it goes. I'll probably listen back to it and just trash it, honestly, because it's fucking impossible to listen to myself. But I don't think I've said the word um in about 10 minutes. So that's progress, guys. That is fucking progress. So now I'm going to say so a bunch of times. Fuck. Fucking bullshit, man.
Make sure and tell your friends about this podcast. Rate, subscribe, listen, review, hit the notifications bell on YouTube. Uh, I want to get the subscribers up. Um, check out the Patreon, man. We got a lot of tour stories, a lot of bonus content. The stuff with the kids is going to be coming out again, too. Um, so $1 a month gets you in the door. Get heavy. Uh, get uh, heavy podcast on Patreon. Um, uh, T-shirts and stuff. The masks are getting sold out. Uh, we'll be done with that here in a minute. Uh, but I am going to start printing some shirts and possibly some hats. So if you guys are interested in any of those, let me know. What kind of hats do you like? I like the low-profile ones. I don't like the big, tall trucker hats. I like the five-panel hats. Those are cool. I think I'm really going to invest in some of that stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But let me know what kind of hats you guys like. Also, uh, and then, um, so, yeah, you got uh, bigcartel.com slash getheavypodcast. You got the Patreon. We got all this stuff on the YouTube. You know, I want to get the subscribers up. And uh, seriously, thank you for everything you guys have been doing. Uh, I'm seeing the podcast numbers increase weekly. Uh, that it just warms my heart that people actually want to listen to my stupid mouth or uh, hopefully at least the guests that I have on. Um, I'm working on more guests. I got a lot of people lined up. got some cool stuff coming up for you guys. Uh, and I'm going to be thinking about doing a live podcast here from somewhere. I'm not sure yet. I'm working on that right now. But I want to do a live podcast with a bunch of friends on. It's bullshit and playing some games, talking shit. Having said that, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you next week.